Hi everyone, welcome back to the MetaBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of crush syndrome found under the orthopedic section at MedBullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 60-year-old man presents to the emergency room after an earthquake. His right leg had been trapped under his truck for an hour. After he was extracted, he was rushed to the emergency room where aggressive fluid hydration was started. There is no penetrating injury. On physical exam, there is large ecchymosis and abrasion on the right thigh. The right thigh is severely tender to palpation and the muscles feel tense. Laboratory evaluation reveals hyperkalemia and significantly elevated creatine kinase. He is immediately started on intravenous fluids and calcium gluconate. Let's continue with an introduction to crush syndrome. Clinically, it is defined as a syndrome of shock, rhabdomyolysis, and acute renal failure after prolonged crush injury. Risk factors include natural disasters such as earthquakes, as well as trauma and cave-ins. In terms of the pathogenesis, there is ischemia which causes breakdown of skeletal muscle and rhabdomyolysis. This releases myoglobin, phosphorus, and potassium from cells. There is then reperfusion injury which releases the products of muscle breakdown into the system. And then there is acute tubular necrosis which is caused by myoglobin, a nephrotoxic metabolite. Conditions that are associated include rhabdomyolysis. Moving on to the presentation, symptoms will include pain from the crushed body part. On exam, one may note abrasions, erythema, and ecchymosis. And one should monitor for compartment syndrome with the six Ps. This stands for pulselessness, pallor, pain, paresthesias, poikilothermia, and paralysis. In terms of further imaging, Radiography is indicated to assess for fractures and other damage. In terms of further studies, labs will typically demonstrate an increase in potassium, increase in creatinine, increase in creatine kinase, and increase in phosphorus. On urine studies, one may note myoglobinuria. An electrodiagnostic study may also help to monitor for electrolyte abnormalities that may cause cardiac arrhythmias. And when making the diagnosis, Remember that this is based on clinical presentation and laboratory studies. In terms of the differential, make sure to think about a penetrating injury, with the distinguishing factor being that this will present with an object that is seen penetrating a body part. In terms of treatment, remember that management is based on the specific patient scenario, and that patients are often treated with aggressive fluid hydration to protect the kidneys. Medical options include intravenous fluids. This is indicated to prevent hypotension for all patients and to maintain consistent urinary output. Another option is calcium gluconate. This is indicated in the case of hyperkalemia. Other options include sodium bicarbonate. This is indicated to prevent myoglobin and uric acid deposition in the kidneys. And lastly, complications related to crush syndrome include compartment syndrome, acute tubular necrosis, and hyperkalemia. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to crush syndrome, let's walk through some questions to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For the first question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 25-year-old male is brought into the emergency department by emergency medical services. The patient has a history of bipolar disease complicated by polysubstance use. He was found down in his apartment at the bottom of a staircase lying on his left arm. He was last seen several hours earlier by his roommate. He is disoriented and unable to answer any questions, but is breathing on his own. His vitals are a heart rate of 55, temperature of 96.5 degrees Fahrenheit, 
respiratory rate of 18, and blood pressure of 110 over 75. You decide to obtain an EKG, which demonstrates peaked T waves. What is the best next step in treatment for this patient? And the answer choices are, choice one, intubation. Choice two, epinephrine. Choice three, albuterol. Choice four, insulin. Or choice five, calcium gluconate. The best answer to this question is, choice five, calcium gluconate. A patient brought into the emergency department after a prolonged period of compression of his left upper extremity with an EKG significant for peak T waves is indicative of crush syndrome leading to hyperkalemia. The next best step is administration of calcium gluconate to prevent global depolarization of the myocardium while correcting his electrolyte abnormalities. Hyperkalemia is a potentially life-threatening electrolyte problem that can be a complication of diseases including renal failure, acidosis, ingestion toxicity, lupus, and tumor lysis syndrome. It normally presents on EKG with peak T waves, followed by QRS elongation, leading to AV blocks, and ultimately resembles sine waves, suggesting impending cardiac arrest. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice one, the patient is breathing on his own and is protecting his airway. There is no need to intubate this patient. Choice two, epinephrine is the treatment of choice for anaphylaxis and would decrease potassium in this patient, but it has a slower onset compared to calcium gluconate in protecting the myocytes. Choices three and four, both albuterol and insulin should be given if necessary, but they have a slow onset during which there can be cardiac complications. For the second question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 45-year-old male is brought into the emergency department by emergency medical services. The patient has a history of substance abuse and was found down in his apartment, lying on his right arm. He was last seen 24 hours earlier by his mother, who lives in the same building. He is disoriented and unable to answer any questions. His vitals are a heart rate of 48, temperature of 97.6, respiratory rate of 18, and blood pressure of 100 over 75. You decide to obtain an EKG, which demonstrates bradycardia and peaked T waves. Which of the following is the most likely cause of this patient's EKG results? And the answer choices are, choice one, hypocalcemia, choice two, hypercalcemia, choice three, hyperkalemia, choice four, hypokalemia, or choice five, hypomagnesemia. The best answer to this question is, choice three, hyperkalemia. A patient brought into the emergency department after a prolonged period of compression of his right upper extremity with an EKG significant for peak T waves is indicative of crush syndrome leading to hyperkalemia. The mechanism of injury in crush syndrome is twofold. Damage first occurs from the direct compression of the muscle fibers. Second, prolonged periods of compression cause ischemia damage to the muscle. This causes muscle cell death and lysis, leading to metabolic imbalances such as hyperkalemia, followed by organ failure. The publication by Sever et al. describes crush syndrome as the number one cause of casualty after mass disasters when excluding direct trauma. They note that patients can have high creatine kinase levels up to 50,000, along with elevated white blood cell counts up to 20,000, and electrolyte imbalances. They note organ failure as the main culprit with renal failure being the most common cause due to the increased myoglobin in the bloodstream, leading to myoglobinuria and hence acute kidney injury. 
The publication by Rosedale et al. notes that creatine kinase levels below 1,000 are an important criteria for excluding the diagnosis of CRUSH syndrome. They also note that it is important to act within 24 hours with fluids and correction of electrolyte abnormalities to reduce mortality and prevent organ failure in patients. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Hypocalcemia would result in QT prolongation and does not normally result in T-wave abnormalities. Choice 2. Hypercalcemia would result in QT shortening and does not normally result in T-wave abnormalities. Choice 4. Hypokalemia would result in ST depressions with T-wave inversions in prominent U-waves. Choice 5. Hypomagnesemia is normally associated with hypocalcemia and would result in QT prolongation without any abnormalities of the T-waves. That's all for this review about CRUSH syndrome. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast.